Hello and thank you for joining us today for the Crossroads Baptist Church radio broadcast ministry. Today we're going to be looking in a passage in John chapter number 10. I'm going to go ahead and read some verses for you here. The Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for all the wonderful truth you give us from your word. Lord, I pray please help us now as we seek to study it. Help us to understand exactly what it is we are seeing in your word and help it to be something that changes our lives for the better. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. While there are several truths that can be studied out of this passage, I want to zero in today on one thing in particular, and that is knowing the voice of the shepherd. It's a blessing that he knows uh, his sheep by name and calls them and they follow him. All that's great, but I want to talk about today knowing the voice of the shepherd. In uh, in those verses, in John 10, verses 4 and 5, when he put it forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. There's always been false shepherds in the world. There's always been false gods, false prophets, false teachers, those who would have you to believe or to worship something that is not the truth. The scripture tells us in John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We who believe the word of God know that Jesus Christ is truth. He is the truth, the only way to heaven, the only means by which man must be saved. As Acts 4, 12 says, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Yet today there are many false Christs in the world, versions of the Lord that people have created by twisting scripture and bending to cultural pressures and, and societal desires. Many have been led away from the Christ of the Bible to a modern false version of the Lord or to no Christ at all because they could not tell the difference between the voice of the Lord and the voice of the stranger and they were led away. God gave us five senses with which to experience the world. Sight, sound, smell, touch, and taste. In Genesis 27, we read of Jacob's deception of his father Isaac when he stole the blessing from his brother Esau. Genesis 27, 1 states, And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau his eldest son and said unto him, My son, and he saith unto him, Behold, here, I, here am I. Uh, Isaac's eyes, we see from the verse, no longer worked properly. He's not quite blind. The Bible would have said that, but his eyes are dimmed, so he could not see, uh, couldn't see people well enough to know who he was looking at. Uh, Isaac asks Esau to go and kill him and prep him some venison that he, uh, such as I love. The Bible says actually the verse first use of the word love in the word of God is here talking about venison. So that's a wonderful thing to know. But um, he asks him to go kill him some meat so that he can give him a blessing. He wants to give his blessing to Esau. He doesn't know how much time he has left, uh, but he knows he needs to do it soon. And so 
Esau leaves to go and, and kill the animal and prepare the meat and, and get all the things ready like his father asked. But Rebecca and Jacob find out about what's going on and they scheme to steal the blessing. Now, for time's sake, we're not going to look at all the verses, but in verses 22 and 23, we see that touch, the sense of touch is used to deceive when Isaac feels the skins that Rebecca put on Jacob's arms and neck. Um, his brother Esau was a hairy man, the Bible says, and so she took some skins, some animal skins with fur and put those on her son Jacob's arms and neck. That's pretty hairy, but apparently it worked because uh, because Isaac felt those things and was deceived into thinking that it was Esau. In verse 25, Isaac takes the meal that was prepared just the way he had requested of Esau, and he eats it, and, and the taste, the sense of taste deceives him there. In verse 27, Isaac's sense of smell further convinced him that Esau was the man before him and not Jacob. At this point, four of Isaac's senses have been fooled or have failed him, his touch, taste, smell, and sight. But look with me at Genesis 27, 22. If you have your Bible handy, Genesis 27, verse number 22. Bible says, And when Jacob went near unto Isaac his father, and he felt him, and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. So even in just in this verse, we see the touch was deceiving him, but the voice, he could not, Jacob could not imitate the voice of Esau adequately enough to where his father did not know, hey, something's going on here. Because his father knew both voices very well, I would say, and his two sons, he would know their voices pretty well. Every day we are tempted to follow after a wrong decision or to make a wrong choice. Sometimes it feels like the right thing to do. Sometimes maybe even it sounds like a good idea. But we must remember that the devil is a liar and a deceiver. And he does his best at times to imitate the Lord so that people will follow him into a bad decision. The devil doesn't just come to people and say, hey, do drugs. Hey, get drunk. Hey, go murder that person. The, the devil's too smart for that. He knows he can't just up front, right out in the open, come out and re reveal evil and try and get us to commit sin. He has to be more deceptive than that with some people. And so sometimes he tries to get you to go down a road that you think looks and sounds and seems like the Lord's will, but it's not. And the only way to know it's not is to have that constant communication with God of hearing his voice through the word of God and speaking to God through prayer. If we're doing those things, it'll help us to know uh, when we're being deceived and when the decision is not the right decision or even just not the right time. The best way to avoid being misled, the best way to avoid being deceived and ending up in false doctrines and false religions is to know the voice of our shepherd so well that when any other voice pops into our heads, we know, hey, that's not God. Uh, I once worked at a bank and we were never trained to spot counterfeit money by looking at counterfeit money or handling counterfeit money. In fact, in two years, only one time did we ever, any of us, handle counterfeit money um, on purpose, and that was when uh, when agents came and, and did a presentation about it and everything. We got to see some counterfeits, some of which were pretty hilarious, but uh, for the most part, we never really received training with counterfeit bills. All they trusted in or all they counted on was we handled the real deal so much that whenever a fake came along, we immediately knew this isn't right. Something's wrong here. 
Now, you could spend five lifetimes studying why Islam is a false religion, why Jehovah's Witness and Mormons and Catholic doctrines are all unscriptural, why Hinduism and ancestral worship and Buddhism are false. But the best thing for the Christian to do is found simply in the Word of God in 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, may I just add in here, study God's word. Not just what men say about God's word. Never take the word of a commentary over the clear, plain truth of the Bible. You say, well, those men are smarter than me. They're not smarter than God. Read the word of God. Commentaries can be helpful. Other things can be helpful. I keep an 1828 dictionary at my desk. There's things that can help you, but always, always, always use the Word of God as the final say. Something sounds fishy? Stick with the Word of God. The more we get to know God's Word, the King James Bible, the more, we, more easily we'll recognize the shepherd's voice and the stranger's voice. Isaiah 8.20 says, To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this Word, it is because there is no light in them. Now, I want to show you something interesting that maybe you, maybe you know, maybe you don't know. Uh, most false religions, like Jehovah's Witness, uh, true Roman Catholicism, there's, there's a slew of verses to be used to prove and to show from Scripture the falsehoods of, of so many different teachings. Uh, I know Jehovah's Witness, they don't believe in hell. They don't believe in the Trinity. And, and so there you already have a couple things where you can just take them to verse after verse after verse and show them from the Word of God, hey, this is what the Bible says this is what's true. This is the shepherd's voice. You're listening to the voice of a stranger. You can do that with a lot of religions and a lot of denominations and, and teachings and such, but there's a couple of religions out there, a couple of false teachings out there that claim that the God of Abraham is their God, and it only requires one passage of Scripture to just know the whole thing is a lie. The whole thing is not of God. The whole thing is the voice of the stranger and not the voice of the shepherd. Muhammad's first revelation was an event described in Islamic tradition as taking place in A.D. 610, during which the Islamic prophet Muhammad was visited by the angel Gabriel, who revealed to him the beginnings of what would later become the Quran. Uh, some people don't know uh, or don't remember that Islam came from this man Muhammad supposedly meeting with the angel Gabriel and getting this information from Gabriel. Uh, in 1823, an angel named Moroni appeared to Joseph Smith and told him of the existence of an ancient record engraved on plates buried in a hill near his home. Thus, the Book of Mormon was begun. And Mormonism, another one that came from a man speaking with an angel, supposedly. And uh, there are several others out there that are like this. But now knowing that, I want you to turn with me to Galatians chapter number 1 in your Bible. Galatians chapter number 1 and verse number 6. The Bible says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be be some that would trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which ye have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. 
the Apostle Paul here through the, the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit writes down very simply, even if an angel from heaven comes and gives you some new information, some new gospel, some new message, don't believe it. Count him as accursed. Even if we ourselves come back to you in a few years and say, you know what? This is actually the truth. What we taught you before wasn't the truth. This is the truth. He says, let us be accursed. Just, just take what you've already heard. That's the gospel. That's the truth. Do not believe anything else regardless of its source. The word of God is, is so clear on this. There, there is no new revelation coming down the pipeline. There is no uh, new information that God wants us to have and hasn't given us yet. God's word is final. God's word is complete. There are to be no additions or, subtra or subtractions from it. And we can trust it 100% with our lives and with our eternities. The problem is people like the new. People like the different. People like, oh, an angel spoke to you in a cave. And that must be a good message because, you know, the angel spoke to Mary or whatever it may be. That's not, that doesn't make it okay. God's word says there is one gospel message, there is one gospel truth, there is one Savior, Jesus Christ. He's the Son of God. He's the sinless Savior. He's part of the Trinity. There is a heaven. There is a hell. There's all these different things the word of God teaches and tells us for sure. And if somebody comes along saying, no, that's not true, or no, that's not what that really means, you better be careful that you make sure that you're not just listening to the voice of a stranger. Now, I don't have all the answers. I don't have all, uh, all the truth. I'm a young preacher, and I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to say that I've got everything figured out and everything right, but I am trying to say there's a lot of people out there that trust men and churches' teachings and traditions more than they trust the Word of God. Because I've sat down and talked to people and shown them from the Bible how your tradition, your belief, your practice and your religion cannot line up with Scripture, and here's 10 verses to prove it. And they say, no, no, that doesn't sound right. I like what I already believe. I like what I know. The problem is their shepherd is not the true shepherd. They're following the stranger, and they're used to the stranger's voice and not the shepherd's. The Lord wrote us this entire Bible. God wrote us and gave us this whole Bible so that we could know him better and not be misled. But it's up to us to put forth the effort to study it out and believe it.